podcasting from CMT. Welcome to Cody Allen's podcast. It's Cody Cast. So Kip's here in studio. I ran into one of your bandmates uh, recently, Manny Medina, who I love. He's great, man. Salt of the earth. I saw him. Uh, he runs the stairs over the Capitol. Yeah. And I do too sometimes. I probably should do it more often. Um, but yeah, I saw yeah, him there. We, we, we climb a lot together on the road. Do you? Yeah, we find climbing gyms and Yeah, he's that. super fit like you are. So yeah. yeah. And they had that climbing place, right? Yeah. Literally three blocks from where I yeah. live. So. I'm looking to move too. I got to get out. I don't like where I am anymore. Wait, did you live in a haunted house one time? I did. Am I remembering this right? Okay. No, I did. It You're not the, in it that was, house. It was the old Corman building. Oh, okay. So, like, I mean, that was an old studio where Dylan and Elvis and all of them wrote. Like, it was a super old last remaining thing over there in Midtown that got it's getting torn down. So you're not living there now, though. You have another place nah. since then. And mm-hmm. now you're looking for a new place. Because yeah. you're raking in the monies. No. <laughs> He's man, making the monies. <laughs> It'll be another very simple place, man. Okay. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I just, yeah, I think I want to get over there close to Germantown, East Nashville. Kind of mm-hmm. being a little more of a neighborhood kind of thing. That's where I moved from. I was in Germantown as well. Yeah. So you got tired of Germantown, yes. man. I like it a lot. I um I just wanted it. I wanted a house, and I wanted. Listen, I'm a real practical person. Like I, my mind thinks, how can I get the most for my money? Yeah. I don't want to just spend it. And um, so we found a place that was like perfect, and then also, in my estimation, affordable. So gotcha. That's kind of hard to find which, in Nashville. Which there's not a lot of right now there's in Nashville. There's not a lot of that in Nashville. So I Dude, was really it's so excited. overpriced right now. Yeah. Everything is just outrageous. It's nuts. Um, well, anyway, uh, enough of that. Congratulations on the new song, She's Mine, mm-hmm. which is a banger. It's a Thank jam. You. Thank you. It's a bop. Um, what was the inspiration behind it? Besides the fact that she's hiding somewhere, you're yeah. trying to find that love. Man, I just, I was, I, it was almost on the first record. I was writing it. I uh, wrote it for the Up All Night record. Um, it was almost the first single off of that record, but I hated the recording that we recorded back then. Time out. You wrote it that long ago? Ten years ago. Which is a incredible, like the first Kip Moore, you know, taste of what you do we yeah. got back in the day. So you had it written for that album. That record. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I kind of just, it, it kind of spawned from, you know, I'm from the South, uh, South Georgia, and much of the people I grew up with, it, it, their life all felt kind of planned out. You go work for your dad's mm-hmm. farm and you go take over the other your dad's insurance business and it was just kind of like, you all knew they were going to be with their high school girlfriends, you get married, you know, yada yada. And um, once I got out and started touring the country, you know, I started seeing and feeling things and I always wanted to see the world. Like I always wanted to get out and travel and then I started seeing things so differently. And I was talking about that day of how it was actually a much broader conversation than just females, but it was talks of if we all traveled, how more open-minded we all be, and we'd see the world that we're all mm-hmm. so similar in so many ways, and there wouldn't be so much diversity in so many areas that there are. Um, and then I just got to talking also about you know just the diversity of women that I was meeting mm-hmm. and the different outlooks they had on life than the girls that I had grown up with in the South and how much they had to say and. Um, you know, and I just got to talking about there's no telling where she's going to come from. And I was talking about that with my co-writers. We're having coffee. And uh, then I just kind of started playing the opening guitar riff, and then we wrote it there. Man, that's so deep and yet so simple. Yeah. Um, because of the fact I can completely relate to everything you just said. Basically, grew up at South Carolina, yeah. and everyone stayed in the zip code. Yeah. I never, I felt like a black sheep of the family because yeah. I moved outside of 
our hometown. And once you get out, you do realize like, wow, what I thought was so different was actually very yeah and and people just tend to regurgitate whatever they've been taught growing up whatever their peers or their parents pressed on them that's what i'm going to believe and think and yada yada then you get out and you you really experience humanity in a different kind of way and you have a lot more compassion for it and i think that if people would get out and travel even those people that that are right now super narrow-minded and whatever it is they've been they would feel different and think different So where was the first place you moved outside of South Georgia? Uh, to uh, right above Birmingham, Alabama. So it wasn't a whole lot different in that sense. Yeah, I took right. a basketball scholarship about seven hours from home. And then from there, I moved to the East Coast. And from the East Coast, I took a leap and moved to the Hawaiian Islands. And that was my <laughs> first real like leap at like 21. Of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. I <laughs> bought a one-way ticket and just kind of like winged it and tried to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, and so what did you learn from that experience of sort of being somewhere completely unlike home? I mean, obviously you talk about sort of the similarities we yeah. all have, and yet everyone's diverse, and yet we're all the same. But what was the first sort of lesson? Uh, one of the first things I really noticed with the Hawaiian locals, and especially the natives, is how locked in they are to family, man. They They are... It's a, it's a special group of people. Um, there's so much time and energy spent towards family relationships and um, taking pride in that and taking pride of their their land. Um, there was, I think that was the main thing is the pride in their culture in their land, which um, was somewhat kind of a new thing for me in that sense. Um, and uh, you know, it was also a thing of really having to figure out how to. Um, land on my feet and figure things out. You know, I only had, I went out there with the money that I had saved from my summer East Coast job. I had, I remember having like $1,800 in my bank account. Um, And you thought you were rich probably at the time, right? I thought I was balling, Cody. Thought I was balling, man. (laughs) Um, And I went out there with a backpack and lived in a little hut and I'd hitchhike to the beach every day. And I'd work little odd jobs, but I had to stretch that money out. Like, I'd only eat one time a day. I'd sneak into the Hilo College, and I'd eat the buffet, and then I'd put all the pizza in my backpack, and then I would eat that for breakfast in the morning. Uh, woke up soaking wet every single morning because all I had was a screen around me. So all the rain would come in. Every night it would rain there on the Big Island, and I'd wake up just soaking wet at 530 in the morning. I'd say, all right, time to get up, and I'd hitchhike to the beach. and and um, But you just kind of learn how to – navigate and um that was the first time i truly felt on my own independent in that sense so will you go back to south georgia for the holidays or did you already go there for thanksgiving i went there for thanksgiving you'll go to Um, hawaii then i normally go back for christmas but this year i'm thinking about bouncing off to after the last show in vegas i'm thinking about going snowboarding in whistler and then I'm going to go down to Central America, and I've got a van ready with a bed in the back, and I'm going to just kind of drive the whole coastline to the southern tip and kind of see what happens. Wow. I don't, just, I don't have a plan yet. We're going to see kind of what takes place. Oh, you solo trip? Uh, yeah, for a large part of it. Um, then I've got my buddy uh, PJ that will come maybe seven, eight days into the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a buddy named Tim that I've that I've become buddies with down there, and then my buddy Pete will get there like on January 8th. But I'll be solo by myself for quite some time until I meet up with some other people. Cool. 
I know this song, uh, She's Mine, is uh, is it part of a new album collection yeah. coming? Yeah. So you've been working on that for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I know is if you're like me, I just get impatient about music, especially when I'm a fan of somebody. Like, bring me more. It's I, so tough as man. an artist it must be just even worse i'm already you know i just finished making this record i'm already ready to get on to another project now because i've been living with these songs now that that nobody's heard for six months driving around in my car and trying to like tweak mixes and i hear something new i'm like i gotta fix that and and now i'm like hell i'm over it let's get to something else you know and it's like that's the hard part i gotta wait it'll be nice though because i'll step away from all of it for two or three months and then i'll come back in march when we hit australia running so yeah and that will be about the time, hopefully, the album is Hopefully available. the record's okay. going to come, hopefully, like, late April, early May. You know, we'll see. And uh, and then we'll, we'll be back out on the road. We've got some big tour announcements. And, yeah, we'll be, you know, plugging back in full band, not the acoustic thing anymore. Yeah. One of the things that struck me that uh, when I saw you in Nashville um, is that everybody in the crowd knew every single word mm-hmm. to your songs. Even the deep yeah. album cuts. I mean, it must be... You have a special bond with your audience. It's that, real. I don't know everyone, I mean, I don't want to compare it all, but like seeing Luke Combs like the first mm-hmm. time, I was like, everybody knows his stuff and he's only got one song. Yeah. So um, there is something that happens that's sort of magical with some artists mm-hmm. and it's rare. Yeah, it's a special, special, tangible um, thing that we have. Uh, you know, you we feel it. We feel that we're kind of that one hit away from blowing the doors wide open. You know what I mean? Because the foundation is so rock solid. You know, I was telling somebody in the, in the previous interview today. You know, when they were talking about one of the shows they came to and what it was like and Blair Garner and uh, Blair. Uh, nah, no, this is somebody that, was, that caught one in Virginia and just talking about how it was crazy. How at the end of the night, I haven't, I hadn't played any of my hits. Uh huh. I just done a whole show. I've only got four hits. It's not like I have a lot of hits. Right. And I hadn't played a single one of them. I've been playing for two hours. Mm. Two hours worth of album cuts that you would have never known there was a hit missing from the show. They all felt like hits the whole night. And by the end of the night, I had a couple people chanting, hey, pretty girl, when I was doing the encore. And then I had a mass of people chanting crazy one more time. And I said, okay, I'll let y'all decide. I'm only going to do one of them. <laughs> and I said, for hey, pretty girl, and the crowd, you know, clapped. And then when I said crazy one more time, it was just it shook the walls it was so loud mm-hmm. that an album cut and then it was like all right i'll play crazy one more time that's how i end the show and i just did it by myself and and the crowd i mean it was just so deafening how loud it was and that that's a that's when you know that you got something real and it's not going anywhere you hope for that one that's going to bust the doors wide open do you feel like there's that one is on this project we'll see cody i think <laughs> it is but you know who knows man i, I have no clue of what's right you know you know and I, i'm also There'll be there'll be moments like 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 many artists I think that when you especially when you're creating your own music you know I produce this record it's like you know it's so close to me that I'll have moments where I'm like this record's killer and then I'll have a moment where I'm like it's terrible what have I done you know it's like I'll go back and forth and and uh and then sometimes I might kind of listen to the radio and I'm like I, I don't know if this has got a chance at being played you know because sometimes it feels like such a departure sometimes of what's but I've just always tried to stay true to what I'm I don't even think about genres when I'm writing I never do I never think about lines that I can and cannot blur mm. um, I just write and whatever kind of happens happens um, and there's a lot of rock and roll in my blood that obviously kind of bleeds into what I do it always has yeah um, but um, I think there's a lot of special songs on this record if I have that big hit we'll see <laughs> well I hope you do I wish only the best for you um, 
just having known you and loving the music for so long, man. Such good stuff. Um, so finish this sentence for me. So in 2020, I hope for more blank and less blank. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I hope. Whew. I hope for more electric and less acoustic because I've just done a whole year of acoustic. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, it makes sense. And so this song is called uh, She's Mine. I have a little game here. It's uh, mine or yours. Oh, and by the way, uh, obviously the song is about finding that person. She's hiding out. I got to travel the world to get to wherever she is. Tell her if you see her, let me know. This kind of idea. Mm-hmm. So have you found her yet? Cody, I'm never going to tell you that, man. All right. Ever. That, that's one thing. It'll always stay sacred. What's going to happen with me is it's just going to pop up. You'll be like, Kip got married. And you're not going to ever even know that there was somebody along the way. You know, like it'll just be like a very like, I've just always held that car close. So you think it's going to, when it happens, you're going to just do it. And- well, what I mean is that I will keep the privacy of the relationship um, intact. You know, and I, I know that once I get married, then that privacy will somewhat be gone <laughs> because people are just going to know. Yeah. But, um. I get it. You know, I just, uh, that's just, that's just how I am and it's to each its own. And I've just kind of always been that way. And I also, I want to keep their life private. I don't want them getting attacked in any kind of way. Like I don't, I don't want to be arguing about silly things of that nature. So I've had that happen before, you know, even when I've just been out in public with somebody, then it's, you know, somebody take a picture and all of a sudden that person's getting harassed and I hate that they have to deal with that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I just keep those things close. I completely respect it. And I, um, I love your stance on that, honestly, mm-hmm. because I hate asking that question, but it's, you know, it becomes one of those things in our it. nutty world where you have to ask and mm-hmm. you have to have an answer on the other side of it too, Yeah, because I've also been on both sides of it and trying to figure out yeah. how to navigate that world. And you have to, it is a personal thing. Yeah. And yet, you have to answer it at some level. You know, and for me also, and, and once again, it's to each its own. Like, I've never cast any judgment on how people do their world. But, like, for me, if if I'm in love with somebody, I'm just going to kind of roll over and tell them that. I'm not going to need to broadcast it. You know what I mean? That's just how I am. I'll roll over and I'll show you how I feel about you and tell you. Um, I just don't need to, I don't feel the need to share that with the world. Ladies, he's going to roll over and tell you how he yeah. feels. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, here we go. That was good. That was good. <laughs> She's mine. So here we go. Mine or yours. You have a phone. Uh, I know you're kind of a minimalist, but you do. Yeah, I don't have it with me, but you yeah. Do, I do you have, have a phone. phone. So tell me, are these things we could find in your phone or mine? Okay. <laughs> mine or yours? Okay. A weather app. Yours. I've yep. never looked at the weather in my entire life on TV, an app, anything. I'm obsessed by weather. You know, here's the, here's the crazy the thing. Here's the thing for me. How about every time you get on a plane, you're almost asleep. They've already done two or three different intercom announcements, that, uh-huh. you know. And then we're gonna do a, we're gonna do a fourth announcement. By the time you finally get up in the sky and you're starting to nod off, then the pilot comes on, <laughs> and you never can quite understand what the pilot's saying. It's always very like, yeah, hey, we're here in Tennessee. We're gonna have our west and the south. It's gonna be thirty degrees and I'm like. I don't need to hear a weather report. I've already packed my bags. Ain't nothing I can do about it now. I don't need to know what the weather's going to be when I land because I'm already hosed one way or the other. I can't do anything about it from this height. So let's just just let me sleep. I don't need a weather report. There's a great bit that Jerry Seinfeld does on one of his comedy uh, routines, uh, CDs or whatever. Uh, And he does that whole thing you just said. He has Really? Yeah, it's like, 
Every time, it is Seinfeld. Um, when you get on the plane, they're gonna tell you where you're gonna go. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna tell you where the weather's gonna be. And I'm like, just get me to where it says on the ticket. I'm yeah. fine. <laughs> We're gonna. He's, the pilot's yeah. gonna tell you exactly what he's yeah. gonna do. We're gonna take a ride over the Rockies, move down to Finks. I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Just get yeah. me to where it says. Why do I need to know that it's a 10-mile-an-hour-not wind? Like, what exactly. is that going to do for me right here in this seat? Okay, back to mine or yours here. Snapchat. Yours. Oh, Don't yes. have one. Song lyrics. Mine. Yeah, definitely. Um, shirtless pics. With the minor Probably yours. <laughs> unless unless okay. it's wintertime when right. I go to the beach, there might be one or, one or two. Gym selfies. Definitely mine. You. Yeah. Uh, drunk texts. Ah, uh, could be me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Christmas songs. You definitely. You I, I'm 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 not the guy, man. You don't I'm have not, the I Feliz could, Navidad. I, I couldn't sing you one single Christmas song from top to bottom. Not really? one. And you're gonna call me the Grinch when I say <laughs> this, man. I've just it's something I have never gotten in. The only person I can listen to sing Christmas is Frank Sinatra. Anybody else? I do not want to hear the boss sing Santa Claus is coming to town. And he's my favorite. I wanna hear do. him sing I'm on fire yeah. and Thunder Road, Badlands, give me that. Don't give me Santa Claus is coming to town. I'm out. I'll turn the radio off. Like yeah. I I don't want any part of it. Love it. Thank you for coming in, Kim Moore. Man. man, always the best. Yeah. Really, here's the twenty twenty. I feel like it's uh, going to be Cheers an amazing to you year too, for man. you. So yeah, thank you. Let's keep those good vibes coming. Good to see you. Thanks for listening to Cody Cast. Follow Cody right now at Cody Allen on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hear Cody on hundreds of radio stations every day, and watch Cody on Hot 20 this weekend, Saturday and Sunday at 9 a.m. 8 Central on CMT. Bye for now.